you decided you're going to do it, what are some of the things you can do to avoid some of the challenges of business partnerships? Write everything down. Yeah. Massage therapy is used by millions of people who want to feel better and live better. Get back to doing what you love. Visit AYAMassageCDA.com to schedule your appointment. Abandon your aches massage. Relief. Relax. Refresh. For months, it seems like all we've talked about is how to get through crisis in business. Whether it's Rona or protesters that are taking out their anger on brick-and-mortar stores, businesses have been hit from all angles. Today, we're going to shift gears a little bit and talk about the pros and cons of partnerships in business on this episode of The Business Buffet. Welcome to the Business Buffet Podcast with Ed Bejarana and Phil Anderson. This is a conversation in and around business with a pinch here and a sprinkle there of anecdotal stories. Like most buffets, we will offer the staples, you know, the things that are in every buffet, the meat and potatoes with a cursory helping of veggies. Our Business Buffet Podcast aims to give you the fundamental principles and strategies any successful business needs to know. Please subscribe to the Business Buffet Podcast wherever you download your podcasts. We hope you're hungry as the Business Buffet is open and ready to serve. Now, here is Ed Bejarana and Phil Anderson. Happy Tuesday, everyone. Welcome back or welcome to another episode of the Business Buffet. My name is Phil Anderson and with me, because I can't seem to get rid of him, my partner in podcast, Ed Bejarana. Ed How's it going today? Doing great. I just did a Zoom session for my rotary. Really? That included three cameras. Really? I set up a multi-camera configuration using Zoom to present to members of my rotary. So I need to know, where were these uh, cameras uh, fixated on? I'm just curious. Well, I had one on a tripod right at the podium. Okay. I had one kind of off to the side. So this was a live rotary, live rotary lunch, meeting. like your normal Fridays are back. Right. But because of the uh, social distancing, you can't have as many. So some are going Zoom? Well, we're now up to full strength. Everybody can come, but some are choosing to stay home. Gotcha. And so, so you're offering that Zoom for those. Exactly. So gotcha. then I had my iPad kind of off to the side to get the whole whole shot. And then I had a roaming cam, my, my iPhone that I use to get shots of the crowd, shots of the front, and that's what I use as kind of a handheld camera. So, See, you can use your phone for live streaming videos. You can. They're not very good quality, but you can do them. Yeah, so that's awesome. That's really good. So you are now a full-time uh, video production for the Rotary. Well, yeah, we're going like, right? to be streaming pretty soon. We just got a budget to buy new camera gear. So we're going to be streaming our rotary meetings on YouTube. Uh, the camera's on back order right now. But right. I'm actually going to buy two. I'm buying one for rotary and one uh, Zenith Exhibits. Uh, <clears throat> my wife hasn't heard about that one yet. Yeah. But, but Zenith K, Exhibits. Okay, if you're listening, don't that's, worry. That's right. Zenith <laughs> is going to invest in one as well. So we'll have two. So here's here's an interesting point on this uh, that I just heard today on a podcast with all of the zooms that have been in effect and all the, the live video conferencing the last couple, three months, uh, people are getting much more comfortable in front of a camera. And you know what? You're not the only one that has 
experiencing back order on these cameras and the equipment. Everyone's yeah, they, doing this stuff. Yeah. They, they can't keep them in stock. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? So, well, uh, good for you guys. That's fantastic. And uh, yeah, that's fantastic. I, I wanted to ask you something really quick, though, because I wanted to kind of touch on food at the front end. I like touching food. By design. I want to get your, I want to get your opinion on a couple things. Sourdough bread, yay or nay? Yeah, take it or leave it. Really? Okay. We just made uh, from scratch sourdough bread. Yeah, I Great saw, I saw the and posts on Facebook. Yeah. How about uh, mushrooms? I love mushrooms. What about morel mushrooms? You love those? Yeah, never really had them. Doesn't matter. Yeah, just mushrooms. Take, uh, take them or leave them. Perfect. Olives? Yeah, they're a little too salty for me, for my diet. Yeah. And cheeses? Uh, anything? No, to- plucks me up. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's like the beaver in my dam. <laughs> yeah. That's a that was not by any stretch planned. Yeah. Uh, I just you know I I heard a I heard something today that they they were just talking about the authenticity of of going and and putting yourself out there as a business. We talked about that on you know uh, get over yourself and that sort of thing, uh, and just the authenticity of that. Share those little things, right? I thought I'm going to ask Ed about some now. Uh, those are three things that are four things that came to my mind. How about a couple of things you want to make sure we get in that you, I know ribs, ribs. You know, actually ribs are one of those special things. I yeah. don't have them, but maybe five or six times a Cause year. Because it's a production. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's a six hour cook. Right. Four hours if I'm doing baby back, six hours yeah. for St. Louis. Um, you know, ribeye. I love ribeye. Mm. Have it as often as I can. But yeah. pork. Oh, you yeah. know, you, you just can't like understate you know, any kind of pork, yeah. pork chop, pork yeah. loin, pork, pork shoulder, doesn't matter. Um, you know, we just did a couple of pork uh, steaks last evening, and, you know, they came out really good. I made a, uh, a sauce that was uh, chicken mushroom soup based mm. with gourmet and hoisin sauce. Wow. Yeah, that was really good. You should see his eyes right now. They're yeah. kind of uh, off in another land. Um, Shelly makes a pork with a like a plum sauce on it. It's just freaking awesome. So, okay, there's the food. Now, I don't know about most, but I think for sure many small business owners are single person owned. We're going to get on to this whole partnership thing here. There's a lot of pressure, and frankly, that's what most of our episodes talk to in an effort to give the small business owner, the single owned, the tools and strategies to be successful. Certainly a partnership in business can be easier in many ways, but these partnerships can also bring up a slew of other potential issues and challenges. So Ed, I know obviously with the business buffet, we are partners in business. But other than that, have you ever or always or been in business for yourself? Well, I haven't always been in business for myself, but, uh, uh, you know, for 20 plus years, I was corporate world. Right, right. Um, but that's know. not your business. You were working right. for yeah, somebody. Yeah, no, right? I was so, working yeah. for somebody else. Always yeah. always had a side hustle, but, mm-hmm. it, you know, it wasn't necessarily a registered business like Zenith Exhibits. Right, right, right. So uh, since that time, though, you've basically been in business for yourself. That's it. Yeah. No partnerships. No. Well, I, strategic partnerships, but no. Sure, sure, sure. And there's a complete difference, complete, but that yeah. is a partnership. It, and I would argue, actually, anybody in business has a partnership, and that is with their customer or client, right? Right. I, but that's not what we're going to talk about today. But partnerships are super important, and relationships are super important. 
if you're considering a business partnership, you may want to weigh the advantages and disadvantages of a partnership. So we're going to go through a couple of these things, Ed. Uh, let's talk about, first off, some of the challenges of a business partnership. Obviously, if you are in a partner, no, so just to let you know, I've been in partnerships many times. I think the only time I was in business for myself was with Anderson Social Media Solutions. So I've had uh, uh, white glove cleaning services that I was in partners with. I've been in partners all through my career, had different partners, and they're tough because many are families, some are friends, and you have to really outline these things or you can get yourself in trouble. First of all, you're going you're gonna to have different management styles, right? Mm -hmm. Depending, for if you have one partner, there's two different management styles. If you have two partners, now you're at three. Every single person. Is I, I would actually say if there's two partners, there's three different management styles. If there's three partners, there's four different or more. But that's true. Yeah. yeah. And that's very true. So what are some of the other challenges? You know, just time. Yeah. Time is evaluated differently by different people. You know, story. Yeah. This goes back to um, early in my marriage. Uh, you know, the wife would ask me, hey, would you do the dishes? And then uh, bear with me. This, yeah, no, this directly applies. Yeah. Go the for business, it. but I'm just going to use the restroom. Real quick. She would say, um, would you do the dishes? And I would say, yes, no, I'm happy to do the dishes. Now, nowhere in that question or commitment was time mentioned. So when you would do the dishes, when I would ah. do the dishes was not discussed, but that I would do the dishes was, and you know, in my mind, what that meant is before the next meal, clean the kitchen. So if, you know, usually it was the evening meal, the way, the way we worked it out with if one cooked, the other cleaned. Right. That's so the way she, it is in our house. If she cooked, then I would be responsible for cleaning. And well, it bugged the hell out of her because I'd rather wait until do it in the morning. Ah. So I would do it in the morning and she'd get up, but she's still mad from the night before because I didn't clean the kitchen. Yeah. And it was actually her daughter, my stepdaughter, that pointed it out. She said, you know, the issue is time. You haven't said when you would do it. You haven't held him to a statement of when he would do it. Right. So but he did it. Both sides had the same issue. One exactly. had an expectation. Yeah, both had an expectation. Yeah. So that, that really highlighted to me the importance of time. And actually, you and I mm -hmm. have experienced oh, yeah. this issue. I, you know, it's I'm me. It's my fault. <laughs> kind of an organized person. <laughs> yep. And I, I, you know, I write everything out and I plan it and then I do it. And sometimes I would write something out and I would plan it and send it over to you for comment and review and wait. <laughs> and I'm not a patient waiter and wait. Oh, well, I'm not, I'm not going to harp wait on you. Some more. It's just, I'm not a patient waiter right or wrong. It doesn't matter. It is, it is true. I it's on my SWOT analysis. It is a weakness of mine. Well, and, and by the way, this is something that will uh, come up. We'll talk about a little bit later, but this is a point of contention because you do have different management styles, right? You have different personalities, different personal habits. And so does that mean you have to change completely for the other person? No. Does it mean you expect the other person to change completely for you? It shouldn't be. There's going to be sacrifices and, uh, and some changes that are going to have to be made. For me, me knowing that, don't let you wait put that up on the priority list and get to that right away so that you get that box checked off and 
you can put a bow on it, right? Right. And and it and it's happened in other things as well. So, uh, how about a disparity in skills and say and and uh, roles? Uh, you, why would you partner with somebody who has such a disparity in, in parts and roles? Well, it could be the disparity is different, right? But what they do, what you do well, they don't. So you're filling that gap and vice versa. That could be that as well, yes? Well, yes. I mean, obviously, if you have in the partnership spelled out that, you know, you're going to do the accounting, uh, I'm going to do the technical and somebody else is going to do the management, right. you know, sticking with the E-Myth re- revisited. Right, right, right. Um, okay, but really it's when you're going into like a partnership, two people, you each kind of have to be experts in just about everything, right. or at least good enough to cover for the other. Cause what happens? Somebody gets sick or injured. or Right. Uh, there has to be a level of that you can fill in. You've got to be able to keep the business going. Yeah. How about when you're in partnership, loss of autonomy? You know, for those of us who've been by ourselves for a long time, it that would be a bigger impact. And I think every year that I've been in business now by myself, the idea of being beholden to somebody else yeah. does become more problematic. I mean, right. ha- setting my own schedule, setting my own priorities. Right. You know, sometimes I just want to spend a couple of thousand dollars on a bicycle. Or a new camera. Or a new camera. <laughs> That doesn't really go well with the other partner if the plan hadn't been communicated and agreed to. Well, now not everything is challenges. We're going to uh, talk about some positives here in a second. Right now, we're going to take a moment to acknowledge our sponsor. At F1 for Help, we have made it very convenient for our customers for the last 20 years. We have a storefront for our walk-in clients and for problems that can only be resolved at your residence or place of business, we will come to you. And as long as your internet connection is working reasonably fast, and with your permission, we have remote control utilities that allow us to connect to your computer and work on it from our office. Sometimes a quick peek is all it takes to get you and your computer back up and running. For more information or to get started, visit our website at www.f1forhelp.net or give us a call at 208 208- 687-0183. That's 208-687-0183. At F1 for Help, we are fond of saying we clean windows, but we're not janitors. Welcome back. Yeah, so we're talking today about the good and the bad and the ugly of partnerships in business. Uh, you know, we kind of outlined a few of the challenges, and, and, and there could be many, there, more than we may have mentioned. But there are also positives, Right. Absolutely. How about uh, that that uh, challenge of the difference now becomes a positive because it bridges the gap on those things that you're not very good at. Exactly. You know, you would, when you can divide and conquer. Right. When you have somebody who has exceptional skills in one area, it, you know, it's just like multiplying your capabilities. You know, uh, one of the questions I ask um, almost every ingredients interview that I do is because they're mostly CEOs and very successful businesses that can be a lonely position. And I ask, how is that that you are alone at the top with really no one to ask and bounce ideas off? Well, to a person, they've all said that's not necessarily the case. So that's good. But I know there are uh, 
big companies out there that are ran by one person, and they take great pride in that. And they are running it. They're running it their way. But it's tough when you are the only person you are responsible and accountable for the success and failure of the business. It can be very stressful and daunting, yes? Mm-hmm. But you get a partner in there, and now you have some somebody to bounce ideas off of. And But what if you disagree? Uh, that, yeah. was, that was the previous section. This is the positive side. Sure. So, I mean, just talking out things. I mean, often I just talk to the mirror. You know, I'll write something down, and then I will just say it aloud. Mm-hmm. Whenever I do a business plan, an executive summary, a financial statement, doesn't really matter what it is I'm creating. As soon as I finish writing it, I go back and I read it aloud. You know, it's one thing to read it in your mind. That, you know, we read at a different speed than we talk. Mm-hmm. And when we read at 195, 210 words a minute, we're going to miss something. Right. We're right. going to just blow by some of those filler words. And yeah. it's the filler words that sometimes oh, they're make key. a difference. That's right. It, it's interesting you say that too. Uh, we have talked about decision-making in the, in, in some past episodes and how sometimes if you're stuck on a decision, just go with one. If they're that close, just go with one. You can't be that far off. Right. Right. But there's also those times where you're just not sure which direction to go on a certain topic or whatever. And that's where it helps to have your ideal customer, ideal target uh, client in mind. So you can actually, like you just said, you, you will ask the question in the mirror Mm -hmm. or ask your ideal client client even though there's nobody there but you're asking them and then you're putting them your mindset in their shoes so one of my favorite things to do actually is to go outside and walk around and talk mm-hmm. through my business plan <laughs> no it's like i can just imagine what the neighbors are looking out the window that crazy guys out there talking to himself again but it's it, like it's really important to do that what you're hitting on is just getting out and moving it it creates flow it, it removes some, some challenges. Well, and just the mere fact of saying it aloud right. changes the realism. If it's just in your mind, if you've just written it down on the piece of paper, it's not really real. But when you speak it, you hear it orally, then it, it all of a sudden takes on a different character. And if you've got somebody else to bounce that off, right. even better, because now you're reading their body language. Right, exactly. Now you're seeing, oh, well, that didn't sound very good based on the way Phil reacted. Well, yeah, right. That's exactly right. So I, it, it is nice to have that other uh, perspective, I guess. How about more business opportunities? It depends. You know, in the partnerships that I've been exposed to, generally what happens if you're splitting work is one partner is doing the managerial side. Mm-hmm. And the other partner is doing the business side, either the technical side or the entrepreneurial side. And, um, you know, it's really hard to do accounting one day and then go out and sell. Having done it myself, I knew when I first started in Zenith Exhibits, at the time, all I was doing was selling trade show displays and providing trade show consulting. So I was doing my own books. Mm -hmm. In fact, my wife was pretty adamant. She wasn't going to do my books. So that first year... I, I did everything. I marketed the business. I networked. Uh, you know, I, I created all of the, the product relationships. I did all of my accounting. I, I got a degree in computer science and business with a minor in financial accounting and economics. Right. It's not that I can't do it. Right, right. But when it came time to do the accounting, as business grew, what was a, an hour or so a day, then Turned became into... a couple of days a week, 
And by the time the year, the first year was done, I was having to take the whole last week of the month off right, to get the accounting caught up. Which, of course, then takes away from the other aspects of the business. So that would be like in the situation we have now. My wife does the books. Um, it, it would be like saying to her, uh, yeah, I want you to do the books and go out to sell. Right. It, it just wouldn't. That's not the way our partnership is arranged. But when I talk about opportunities, I because you can have your roles, but at some point, even if you're doing the books in that aspect of the business, that role, you will eventually be out in front of people talking to people, right? Mm-hmm. That That's a different way of talking about the business, and that may increase opportunities for the business. And certainly. I mean, yeah. Kay has generated leads for the business just by saying, oh, yeah, my husband does that. Yeah, exactly. So you've decided you're going to do it. What are some of the things you can do to avoid some of the challenges of business partnerships. Write everything down. Yeah. Write it down, get agreement from both parties. There, It's okay to reach a point where you just have a different vision on going forward. Totally okay on that. Oh, sure. But if you don't have it written down, what happens is everybody, we make micro-adjustments. We make micro course adjustments. It's like driving a boat across the ocean to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. We know the general direction that we're going to go. The reality is, is we're, you know, we may be five or 10 degrees off port or starboard. Well, and by the way, what if there's a big log in front of you? You got to turn. Yeah. So, but if it's not written down, we don't know the standards by which decisions are made. And what happens is a misunderstanding. If it's not written down, there's no clarity on how these decisions are going to made, be made, and pretty soon you drift further and further apart, and that's when anger and lawsuits settle in. So if it's written down, it gives you that guiding light, that GPS compass, if you will, right, right. to help lead your business through the murky waters that are filled with logs and rocks and yeah. waves that crash over the bow. And, and I would say, you know, the more you can take emotions out of it too, right? And, Absolutely. And try to be as objective as, as possible. It's very di- difficult to do if you don't have those tools. Uh, so have clearly defined roles as well. And again, we can say, write it down on after every one of these. That's right. <laughs> write it down. <laughs> write it down, right? Don't be afraid of confrontation. Um, you know, communicate and motivate, be each other's or how many other, other partners there are, just be that, you know, and on this, let me add to yeah. this one. Uh, yeah. Don't be negative. Don't come at something from when you're playing devil's advocate. Don't say, yeah, but don't start the response to your business partner with, yeah, but before we can really add anything constructive to the decision process, we first have to understand it from the point of view of the speaker, the other person in this case. Yeah. So don't use yeah, but uh, ever. You use, okay, let, let me rephrase what I just heard you say and then restate it. And now you can bring in, here's how I feel we might consider this. Now you get to put your frame of mind in there, and that's where you're presenting it as an option right. to your partner. Right. It's, it's so funny you say that because uh, Shelly has told me for years, if you're having a conversation and someone gives you their viewpoint, right, that supports what you're saying and then says, 
But you can almost get, disregard that first. That's right. Just throw it, it all away. Yeah, it's yeah. the second part that comes, right? Right. And so I think that's really interesting. Um, how about how you're going to address conflict? Got to do it right away. Yeah, it, when, it's important. When yeah, I'm going to use some crude language. When there's a turd on the floor, you got to clean it up. I'm looking at my puppy dog. There was one month, There was one day that Phil walked into the house, the uh, AKA studio, and it is on all fours. And and my three month or four month old puppy dog at that point, unbeknownst to me, that's right, you had just left that. a massive present on the living room floor. And that's how I greeted Phil that day. And, yeah, and uh, you know what? That there were some uh, underlying tones of that of that day that I I felt the universe was coming into play. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, so that's very funny. Uh, as as you said, put everything in writing. Learn to compromise. My goodness, learn to compromise. That is huge, right? Well, I don't know about that. I'm saying, yeah, but okay, okay. How about maybe not huge but oh and i was going to say also when you're having that uh confrontation thing if you use the words and this i've learned is really important is so you say we're this is the way i think we should do it and if i don't uh, totally agree rather than saying well that's dumb this is the way we should do it we, if i came back at as well that's one way we can do it and here it's maybe another way, right? So you bring the conversation up. That's what the whole idea is. You know, the biggest challenge I think that partners run into is it all comes from communication, a breakdown in the communication. You you don't agree on something, and that's okay. You're two different human beings. Right, exactly. With completely different experience levels that got you to this point. Doesn't mean your experience is better than theirs or vice versa. It's different, and that is the beauty of a partnership. It right. brings in the the ability two heads are better than one, three heads are better than two, blah, blah, blah. But. <laughs> but. 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 You disregard have that first part. <laughs> you have to put yourself in the position of being open to the compromise. Right. The right That's answer right. is somewhere in the middle. It usually is. And. Nine times out of ten, from my experience, the breakdown in communication was my fault. I didn't say something or do something to stimulate the appropriate conversation to get to the compromised solution. And the very, very last thing I want to say is just give it time, right? You know, few things happen and you'll get results right away. So, you know, and here's an area where we might actually disagree a little bit. Yeah. You know, the, how much time? The well, idea, there you go, right? But the idea, time, give it time, of course. You don't want to say to your business partner, here's what I think we need to do, discuss it, agree to it, and then boom, expect the, the change to happen instantly. Right. It doesn't mean that it won't or it can't. It just but, likely won't. But this is one of the things that you need to write down. Right. And how many times have we done that oh, yeah. with this podcast? Yes, you that's know, right. By such and such a day, we yep. need to see such and such in that's order right. for us to continue on this path. Because that that puts a target and a result for that target. Well, and it's a measurable. And that's you right. cannot improve anything unless you measure it. So if you've decided a business partnership is the way to go, be intentional with the steps to take and know the challenges ahead of time. Face them head on and understand the upsides that aren't there when owning a business by yourself. 
You know, this has been a great topic. Do you have an inspirational quote of the day to really wrap this up? Well, I do. I'm going to give you the first one, which is give me golf clubs, fresh air, and a fair partner, and you can keep the clubs and the fresh air by Jack Benny. But that's not exactly how it went. Yeah. I kind of changed things a little bit. So that is it for today's episode. Thank you for listening, and remember to eat hearty in business. Is social media driving you crazy with all the changes? Learn from over 20 speakers at Social Media Summit Coeur d'Alene as they present their social media expertise at the Croc Center in Coeur d'Alene, September 21st to the 23rd. For more information or to reserve your seat today, visit smwcda.com. Now in its third year, Social Media Summit Coeur d'Alene and the Social Media Summit Inner Circle, helping you untangle the web of social media marketing. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Business Buffet Podcast. If you came in hungry for some substantial business nuggets, we hope we left you satisfied. Pardon me. We invite you to visit our website, businessbuffet.page. Until next time, we hope you eat hearty in business.